a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Tampa Supercross Review with myself, Steve Mathis, and Jason Wygant. Jason Thomas, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. From boots to helmets to goggles to gloves to pants to jerseys, whatever it is, flyracing.com will have you covered. Got hard parts as well over there at the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, thank, thank you to those guys for coming on board. Fly Racing Pit Show every Saturday uh, as venue permits, I guess. Per- permits, I should say. Um, we're going to do the Fly Racing Pit Show with Wygant and JT as well. So please check that out. Uh, thank you to Renthal as well. Uh, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century, Renthal, continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport, amassing more titles than all competing brands combined. Renthal.com for more information, whether it's a 7-8 bar, whether it's the fat bar, whether it's the brand new fat bar 36, Renthal.com will have what you need for your handlebar needs. Um, and we thank those guys, Maxxis Tires, MXST, developed by the King, used by AJ, Catanzaro, used by Alex Ray out there. Mountain bike tires are great as well. Thanks to Maxxis.com for coming on board the show. And Alias CBD, the official pain bomb provider of the Geico Honda Factory Connection team, Alias Racer X is the code to save 20% at aliascbd.com. Designed for the extreme athlete and all of us, everyone is talking about CBD, but Alias Pain Bomb is so much more. They spent two years working with the top scientists in the field to create a bomb with a dozen organic botanicals and the highest concentration of phytocannabinoids. I don't know what that means, but that's what they did. The motivation was their love of motocross and finding a new way to advance the sport. Thanks to those companies for coming on board. Thank you, people, for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, let's dive into the show, shall we? And as promised, to talk about round seven, Tampa Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. Recap the 250 East Series kicking off the 450 uh, main event as well. It's the voice of motocross, the voice of flat track, the voice of enduro cross, the voice of GCC, the voice of quad racing, the Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. Welcome back. back to the races. Yeah, it was fun. It was a long weekend. I, I came in Thursday, uh, didn't leave till a little later uh, today So uh, than usual. Um, it was awesome. It's good to be back. Uh, yeah, welcome back. I don't know. It's just rare to see you at a race these days, so it's great to have you there. Yeah, we had a post on our uh, exhaust uh, side hustle website that said I hadn't been to a Supercross in months. Oh, okay. actually what uh, Chase Stallow wrote, yes. Oh, nice. Nice. Yep. I like that. Uh, also on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. Long weekend for me. The flight today was, man, that's a long flight from Orlando to Seattle, just for the first flight of the day. So, uh, yeah, 
What? Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Can you go day. Seattle to Boise or no? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, okay. You can. Yeah. Pretty much Salt Lake or Seattle or so. I'm always going somewhere. Yes. In and out of Boise. Right, but yeah, but you don't have to connect again to get there. All right. So. No, no, no. Um. Yeah, that is a long one. That is that that is. Um. I guess we'll start with the race coming back to Tampa. Good crowd, better than last time. I thought. JT, you're a Florida guy. Wasn't bad. Um, you know, it's it's always a little unnerving when you look up like in the top upper deck and there's literally no one, you know, in the complete upper deck of a stadium. But it wasn't it wasn't terrible. And I think for Feld, they really want to be in Tampa. That's their home race. You know, the their corporate headquarters are based just down the road. So they really want to be there. And I think even if they can just take it being average, they'll they'll take that as a win. I thought the last time we were there it was really bad attendance wise or bad maybe not really bad but bad and I thought this one what? was better. I thought so. Really? Yeah. I thought it was great and I was shocked we didn't come back. Really? And I'm oh, going to wow. be shocked next year okay. too. Hint hint. <laughs> not going back. That doesn't sound good. I believe I believe it's already a set uh Nashville Tampa every other year plan. What I about St. Louis Nashville? No, St. Louis Nashville was the plan. Oh, St. Louis Nashville. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Uh-huh. That was what oh. I was told. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was Tampa, Nashville, and St. Louis will be back at a better time slot next year. Our oh, St. Louis expert, Michael Antonovich, told me that last year. Oh. So. Okay. So St. Louis is back for one time in like four years and then back out. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, JT, so from the highs of uh, of last week for the Fly Racing, you guys debuted that new gear. Baggett got on a podium. Everybody was feeling good. Baggett's turning the season around. Well, not so much. He didn't start. Uh, and we didn't hear much about it, but uh, just uh, crash in the heat race? Got caught up to him? Yeah, I still don't really know. Uh, I was in the truck right before the 250 main event, and he definitely wasn't feeling great, but I had to go and get back into the stadiums. But I thought he was fine. Like I didn't, I didn't think there was a risk of him not racing. And then all of a sudden, he wasn't down there. So I still don't really know what was wrong with him. Um, but assuming something mm, yeah. from the crash in the heat race, yeah, Bummer. got worse. Yeah. Bummer for those guys, for sure. Um, all right, well, we had a stat. Did Kellen do the stat? Three wins? Who did the stat? Uh, I believe that was actually your guy. Was that uh, my Fowler? guy? Clinton Fowler. Yeah, Clinton Fowler. Okay. Right? All right. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting all the nerds mixed up. So Clinton Fowler, right. PulpMex.com, had a stat that uh, 80% or 85% of the Supercross titles has, has been determined by the guy that first get to three wins. And that was Eli Tomac in Tampa with a very good race, got a good start, stocked AC, grabbed the lead, got the red plate, got the win, got three wins. I mean, it was a good ride, Why, uh, Weech. Yeah, it was. And the uh, look, good rides from Tomac – there's nothing weird about it, right? The weird is when he has the weird races. He gets a decent start, and you kind of know at that point, what are the odds when he gets a good start? If, if Vegas could put odds on, you know, a football game, they'll give, like, this team has a 98% chance of winning because they're ahead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. If Eli Tomac is third on the first lap, what do you think the odds are that he wins? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty good. High 90s, probably. Yeah, right? yeah pretty good. Right, so that's kind of where we are. I mean, we have seen races where he's led and tipped over. We have seen him get pumped up and go backwards a handful of times. But probably 90% of the time where he gets a good start, he ends up winning. So it was kind of like, yep, 
at every race, by the, way, this, by the way, this year has been pretty good. But as I said in my video after the race, they can't all be barn burners. You're not right. always going to wow. get last lap action. JT, this track, they, we, we've been praising them. They've done a good job. We've had good tracks. Uh, split lane in the sand? Like, uh, come on. It, 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 this track didn't work. It, it didn't work for anyone, I don't think. I thought it was fine. I wish they would have just taken out the, the tough blocks in, in the sand. I, I wish it would have just been one lane where it was super wide. Otherwise, I mean, it was fine. The rest of it was pretty normal. You know, there were some pretty difficult rhythm sections. The whoops were really tough. I just didn't like I didn't like the split sand. That's really my only complaint. I thought it was too basic. Uh, everyone was kind of doing the same thing. Well, I don't think you can say it's super basic when you saw how many crashes we had. I, I know. I, mean, were, I know, but... I, I, I attribute some of that to just being the first round of 250 East, which we normally see Carnage at. But we saw 450 guys, too, for sure. I don't know. The split lane in the sand was just a horrible idea. Then at some point in between practices, they kept knocking down the berms that were inside and outside. And then at some point, they just gave up and just let the, the corner form naturally. It was like they didn't even know what to do out there. But one thing for sure, the way they had it when we walked the track, I mean, that wasn't going to work for anybody, really. You know, well, they changed it. They changed it like five times. Yeah. I mean, literally every time, you know, there was a break, they worked on it. And I was I was pretty frustrated because you're changing the time qualifying. You're cha- you know, all those dynamics are changing every time you go out. Then they change it again for the heat races. So the 250 guys don't really know what they're in for. Yeah, uh, I understand they're trying to make the, re- the race the best they can. So I, I get it. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that. But I think once you go out in the first practice and it's not working, you have to make drastic changes. Like you really need to make a big change at that point. And it was more like subtle changes to the the one sand turn more than anything else. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Where was the pass for the lead between Tomac and Cincerillo made? The sand turn. Yep. 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 Uh, they did they use two different spots to the split lane. They did, but okay. And to tell okay, 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 okay. All right, uh, again, I'm just throwing I, it out there. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Wygant to your stat there. Yeah, I'll take the other 100 and plus uh, turns around there where no one passed on the outside, and you give me the one where the outdoor national champion, the three-time outdoor national champion, goes <laughs> Mach five around the outside. You know, so I don't I, think. I was just going to say, I don't, I don't think taking a racetrack and making it, you know, eight to 10 feet wide is ever a good option. And I'm just going to throw a blanket statement on that. I don't think that's ever a good option. Yeah. I don't like the split lanes and then split through the sand, I, I think is a terrible idea. I totally agree well, with you guys on that. But the, the one thing I want to give them credit for is they had a bad idea, but I feel like they salvaged it better than we've seen these scenarios be salvaged um, in the past. They did a lot of work. Uh, and it was still bad, but they it was less bad than I thought it would end up being. I would agree with that. Yes, yeah. it was less bad. Than... Yeah, they, they tried. It wasn't it wasn't about effort. I just I'm not a fan of those in general, I, and I think that's yeah. where most of my opinion the, stems from and will end at. Too. The last time we had Tampa, we had an all time sand whoop section, a whole lane. Like there you go, no split. It was just why don't yep. yeah just do that again. We all liked it. We all thought it was cool. Well, the racers didn't, but. You know, made for a lot of passing and everything, so just do that again. But anyways. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, Webb gets second, Roxon gets third, uh, AC leads. You know, JT, there was a guy that said that Adam Cincerillo wouldn't grab a win this year. It's round seven. He led, 
and he's led 37 laps this year. He's gone on the podium twice in seven rounds. Does he still get a win? I think so. I, I would. I think he definitely gets a win at, at one of the six remaining Triple Crown main events, you know, the shorter ones. Uh, I, I don't know. 21 minutes is a long time. Um, you know, if you look at it this weekend, if Tomac doesn't get a good start, I think he probably wins. Like, I don't think he has the same amount of pressure on him. Right. But you, you never know. Like, it's it's so situational for Adam right now because I, I, I still think he's learning how to manage a 21-minute race. And I, I think when Eli got out, you know, got into second place, he's kind of looking around and he, I don't think he really fears Adam for 21 minutes yet. And he looks back and he sees Mookie and he's like, okay, well, I have time here. I don't really have to press the issue. Um, no. Huh? So, yeah, I think he definitely is a threat to win every time. But, yeah, I think he's just still learning that 21 minutes is such a long race. I'm going to write this in my uh, my column on Wednesday, uh, Wygant, but he's he reminds me a little bit. He hasn't taken a foot peg to the leg yet, but of another number nine Cowie rider. With oh, a lot of hype. On. No, it's come not. On. No, the rookie year. The rookie year. No, not no. at all. What are you talking about? He's crashed. He crashed in this weekend. He crashed uh, a couple weekends ago. He, he he made mistakes at Anaheim 1. Like, this is what Ricky did in 99. Adam, Adam is much better than Ricky was that year. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. But he also, fast and crashing. Fast and crashes. Yeah, but Carmichael's was, were hospital level crashes yep. pretty much every time. No, they weren't. And, and no, they Ricky weren't. Was not, they were Ricky not hospital not level good. crashes. They were horrible crashes. No. Yeah. No. He were, Ricky was Ricky was not as good as this. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't as consistent. He he, he, wasn't he, he had hype and he had speed and he crashed. And those are three I things know that he Adam had. Speed. Has. I think he just crashed. He had I speed. Like all he did was crash. He, I just watched you, Tampa. You think he was? I just watched Tampa '99. I just watched Tampa yeah, '99 went, like like last week. Laps. That was yeah. like halfway through the season. That was when he, he went, came he back from his injury. He he missed whatever rounds for his foot peg, you know, and then he came back. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's even close. No, I agree. Okay, okay, he's not fast. He doesn't have hype, and he doesn't crash. No, AC yeah, but was better. AC is okay, but whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say, and just, crashing less extreme. Just, just, so just he's like thirty percent better. Okay, I didn't know you had a G-Shock fat force uh, meter with, for the crashes in '99 and the crashes now. Dude, wasn't there? Uh, was I think it was Vegas that year where Carmichael crashed unbelievably hard and then ran back to his bike and they got nailed by another bike and it's like what? What? Why didn't you look well, to see if other? We're only were seven rounds in, so give him time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Get ready, Adam. Yeah, tell me, show, me, he, show me where Ricky got second at the opening round of his 450 career and almost won. I don't think he got a single podium. What did he get a podium at Daytona, maybe? It was not a good year. Like no, I, it was I really think horrible. you're misremembering yeah, no. Ricky's first year. It was not good. I just, just please answer me those three things. That's it. Was he fast? No, did he have saying, a lot of hype and did he crash? Thank you. That's he it. He was kind of fast. He really was He was kind of fast. fast. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. I don't yeah. remember ever saying like, He's just as fast as Jeremy or Ezra, where I think you could easily say that AC's speed is as good as anybody else. He's been fast I mean, as all We all know times. what Ricky, the, the turnaround that Ricky oh. made in his AC has, Supercross career. AC has two but podiums I'm, in seven races. It's not exactly okay. lighting it up on fire. I, I think you're way off on this, okay. Steve. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. He's fast. And he's number nine on a Cowie, too, by the way, as well. But with the point you're making is we're making it that AC's better than that. Like you're you're well, kind okay. of arguing two yeah. different sides of it. I'm 
just look at the factors. That's it. Ricky came in as a, with a lot of hype. Two-time undefeated guy on the East. You know, going to gonna take the sport by storm, and he crashed a lot. I would say by the end of 99, you would, people were thinking, man, is this going to work, or is he maybe too small? Or I don't know if this 250 thing is going to work. This is a disaster, whereas Adam, oh I feel God. like it's like... No one was saying that. No one was saying stop, that. Stop it. Seriously? Oh, no, you were saying... People were saying, you don't know if this is going to work. He had an undefeated 125 top? season. He was horrible in 99. Horrible. Oh, I just... Oh, my God. You, we you weren't the there. Results. He was horrible. Oh, he I, led I laps. He led there. laps. Why can't? Like, good, what's horrible is Aaron Plessinger's rookie season. That's horrible. Cooper Webb's rookie season. That's horrible. Please, please pull up Ricky's results. All right, I'm looking team. right now. He's got a couple of fourths. He didn't ride, ride every race, obviously. When did he crash? When did he get the foot peg? Every week. <laughs> no, the foot peg. <laughs> that was San Diego. Oh, that was, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's round two. There we go. <laughs> every week. So actually, he only so bad. He only rode. So so he rode the opener and got sixth. Then he crashed week two, Uh, and then he came back at Tampa. Yeah, fourth at Tampa, fourteenth, nineteenth, fourth, eighteenth, sixth, eleventh, twelfth, seventh, whatever, nineteenth. Yeah, crashes are crashes. Yeah, super good. He was solid, dude. Yeah, I didn't say. Did I say he was solid? I didn't. I I didn't say he was. But look at Adam. Like Adam is what fifth in points or something. Like I I don't I don't. All right. I don't see right. how okay, you can draw fine. parallel. Okay. All right. Are you super hyped, crashing a lot, a lot of speed. I was there in '99. Ricky had speed. He couldn't stay on two yeah, wheels, but yeah, he had so speed. Was I. I, stop saying that. I, I believe. Oh, it's not true. He's. It's not true. Ricky didn't I, have speed. Is that what you're telling me? I. He wasn't the fastest guy every single time they went on like okay. qualifying. Like, all right. I'll, right I'll give you that. But he had speed. So. I don't know, man. All right. Well, yeah. great. I, I, I was there. I, I don't know what to tell I you know guys. That, Steve, I don't. I don't I understand. I was on the racetrack. I, the guy. The guy was fast. He couldn't keep it on two wheels. Adam's better than that. Adam's not crashing as much. But wait he, a minute. What? You're coming around. You're coming I, around. Do, 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 do you exactly think? What we're saying. I, do you think I mean they're exactly the same? Why again? Do you think I said I they're said, exactly you, the same? I like, said, of course not. Adam's already got podiums. Thirty percent better in each category. He's faster, he's crashing less, and the crashes aren't as extreme. So, yeah, he's better. Okay, okay. all right. That's I didn't, what I said. I didn't understand that I had to make match it exactly for results. I didn't understand that was, said, that was a criteria. Said, I don't have a G-Shock meter, so there's no way I could determine who's better. I don't have a G-Shock meter. For crash, for, for crashes, you, you kept saying Ricky's crashes were harder somehow. Okay, so, so. all crashes are the same. There's no possible way that you I, I don't know. I don't know why, again. 14, I don't 16th, know. 16th, 12th, I mean, 11th, we, that's, we, that's we, worse than this. I, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't say they're exactly the same. They just remind me. I said the, the original comment was they were. He reminds me. That's all. He reminds me. That was the original yes, they comment. Were both number nine. They were both number nine. <laughs> and they were both wore fog. Okay, totally different. <laughs> Got it. All right, totally different. Get angle on the gear. Actually, Steve's even more right than I realized. The gear thing too. So if Roxon gets <laughs> Roxon crashes and gets third, he'll take it. I think. I mean, I, look, he didn't get quite the start that Eli needed, and I don't know. I think he would have got. I think he would have got Webb. He was on him. Really? I think he would have got him, but it would have been a great battle. It was. It was because he caught back up after the fall. He didn't catch right back up, but he got up and, and made some time back up. Like I think he was riding better. Did you look at the lap times down the stretch? Webb's times were really good down the stretch. Like 
I'm not saying you're right or wrong. There's no way to know. But Webb's times, like the last eight or ten laps, were really, really fast. I don't think he would have got him. That's me personally. Yeah, I think it would have been really good. But, oh, well, yeah. So when you fall once, we usually get third. You'll take that if you're Kenny, but you lose the red plate. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little of both. He did say in the press conference that, you know, he got six last week, so he knows he can't be bummed getting on the podium because he knows it could be even worse. But I've got to figure if you're Kenny, and this time he's behind Webb, and this time he has Webb in his sights, and they were pretty close when he went down. You know if you're Kenny, you're like, this is my night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this dude. And he, it didn't work out, so I'm sure he's a little bit bummed. I mean, that would have been big. I think if Kenny, I don't know if he would have beaten him, like we're saying. I agree with you guys. I don't know. It could have gone either way. Yeah. But I feel like if he had gotten him, it would have been big, and he's probably bummed that he uh, messed up his opportunity to, to at least try. Yeah. Um, but what about what, what what about the red plate? Does it does it leave Tomac's hands, Weege? I don't think any of the guys get too concerned with points right now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's averages out. If you ride well and you get good finishes from here on out, uh, you'll be the champ. Like, I don't think, I don't think it matters right now. <laughs> if, if Roxon beats the other two week in, week out, he's the champ and the same thing for the other two guys. So I don't think it really matters that much. It's all in their hands. They can control their own destiny. Well, like you said, if Eli's, if Eli's done something on the starts, then those other guys may have a problem. He wrote, he, you know, he just, he rode pretty flawless. Yeah, but we all know. How about Adam? How about, Adam, go, how about can... Adam going back at him though a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I just think, look, every one of these guys that's battling Tomac for a title, if he has the red plate, you know, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, yeah, but what if he has two bad races? I'll be sitting pretty. You know, they're thinking that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we all are. Right. So yeah. just because he's like, oh, what am I going to do? He's got his starts fixed. Like, I'll just wait for him to mess up twice. They always, he might not do that, but you know, yeah. they have that little, what's well, like you said, the invincibility thing, right? Yeah, he doesn't have it, I don't think. But, but I don't know. Somehow, I mean, I picked him for the title. I talked him up. I, I think he's outside of Anaheim one. You know, I, I mean, he's been great. Yeah. I, was, yep. I mean, St. Louis was, was okay. It wasn't bad, though. It wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a weirdo Eli ride. Nope. But don't don't you guys feel like it's been truly like a week to week series? Because every single race we leave and they're like a different storyline, you know, like San Diego was or uh, excuse me, St. Louis was the Roxon story. Then we go we go back day two and then Glendale's Roxon and then Webb comes into the picture in Oakland, then Webb's the storyline leaving San Diego. Now we're back to Tomac leaving Tampa. It just seems like it's a revolving door of who has the momentum, and I think we're almost victim of the moment with Eli right now. And yes, he got the red plate, and that's a huge deal, and he rode great. But I feel like we could go to Arlington in a triple crown, and that narrative could completely change again. You know, like if Eli doesn't get the starts and huh. Webb wins or whatever, like then we're back to Webb again. You know, and I just feel like it's that kind of that way right now. It's almost tit for tat. We should start. We, we, we should call yeah. it the Monster Energy Start Cross an FIM <laughs> World Championship. Like you know, that's what we should call it. Um, I, I agree, JT, and I think that's why the points don't really matter. I think all these these guys are like, if I get on a roll, I got this. It, the points don't matter. I, I just need to get on a roll it, instead of having this week to week thing. Whichever one of these guys seizes it will win it. The points don't matter right now. They're all in position to do it if they can become, you know, yeah, do this three weeks in a row, not one week in a row. I just found out today that the. Dallas is the Triple Crown. Who knew? <laughs> um, you know who had a hell of a race was Barsha. 
one week after just getting slayed by Jason Thomas, no doubt using that as motivation. Uh, Barsha really showed some serious speed, talent, fitness, all of that. Uh, he rode fantastic, JT. I mean, he rode well, but he's, I mean, seventh, you know, like at the end of the night. Nothing wrong with that. He's seventh? Yeah. I thought he got fourth. What race did you watch? Oh, sorry. Maybe I looked at the wrong wrong deal. I he thought got, he got seventh. That's he got fourth. Point. Okay. Yeah, then I, I take it back. I did not know he got all the way up to fourth. He was so. absolutely on fire in the sand. He was. God. Uh, but then I get, I mean, yeah, I read today, uh, I saying that Clinton Fowler did a sand breakdown on pulpamex.com, and Barsha's times in the sand weren't good. But, man, he was railing the outside. He was making some time up. But I think he was also bearing it at times, you know? Yep. So I think he had some wildly inconsistent times. But to me, God, he was leaning that thing over and just yeah, painting it. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. He was uh, he must have got Hill right at the end there. He beat him by four-tenths of a second. But, yeah, that's that's impressive. I I screwed that up on my podcast, too, because I, uh, I didn't think he got that far up. I know he was 14th on the first lap, um, but I didn't know he got all the way the- that. Weege the, Weege the Barsha, Hill, Wilson, Mookie, who was hanging on. Uh, yeah. Anderson, Brayton, AC race was phenomenal. It was yeah. It was phenomenal. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I don't know how you missed it, JT, but one reason you might have is because it was almost impossible on that last lap and a half. Because it was, what did you just name, six guys there, I think, going at it? Uh, well, Mookie was the only one not going at it. He was simply no. hanging on. He was simply <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> Because I watched Hill. Yeah, okay, so I missed that. I'm watching Hill and Barsha. Hill gets past kind of halfway through the last lap. He takes three shots to get back by Barsha. Hill did an awesome job fighting back. But apparently behind that, you had Mookie and Anderson going at it. Uh, But it was like 10 feet further back. I could only watch one at a time. So what – did Mookie knock Anderson off the track before the whoops? Is that what happened? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And Anderson ended up getting docked – Two spots? two spots, yeah, two spots yeah. for uh, riding alongside the whoops. Which Adam asked, told me after the race, he's like, Anderson just blew by the whoops to get me, and, and or something. And, I, and he, I'm like, he said, do you think they'll do anything? I'm like, no, probably nobody saw it, but they did. They caught it. So, uh, well, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that two spots was the right call, and I, I rarely back Jason Anderson, but Mookie straight up teed him up, like knocked him off the track, and. Anderson was not happy about it, clearly. But they were both ahead of Cincerillo, period. Like, they were ahead of Cincerillo. So, for him to go along the side of the track and beat Cincerillo to the line, I I understand. But two spots to me, and now you're putting you're putting him to 10th behind Brayton, too? Like, I'm like, eh. Like, come on. Like, where did you want him to go? Did you want him to jump back into the whoops side by side with guys? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. did you want him to uh- and your guy Brayton lost two spots on the last lap. We each, which I missed that. To Adam and and, and Anderson, but Anderson, Anderson got put back. Oh, okay. Anderson got put back. Um, so yeah, I, it was I, impossible to keep up with all it that. It was uh, so the the Hill thing. Hill got Marsha back for fourth, and then they got in that rhythm alongside the end of the stadium. And it looked like Hill got in there too hot. He had to roll. Marsha went double triple. Hill went roll triple double or something <laughs> got him back and then they went side by side down that straightaway and Barsha stuffed him uh, uh that was a hell of a race yeah that was that was great i don't know 
Like I said, Barsha rode great. Uh, he really, really rode well. But Hill did too. Impressive race by Hill, JT. Yeah, I mean, that's – I don't know if it's a Tampa thing. Um, I kind of feel like it's a dirt and really technical aspects part of the track thing. Um, when when the track is difficult to ride and there isn't a lot of traction everywhere and you have to be careful with throttle input and then the sand was so difficult to do consistently, I think all those things lend to his skill set. Um, and yeah, he, he showed a Euro really well. And, uh, I think the thing I was most impressed with was I didn't really see any fitness deficiency. So yeah, really positive step forward for him. You know, he went from riding around nine, 10, 11, which was okay. Like we were all like, not, you know, we weren't hating on him for it, but that was a, a huge step forward as far as being in the fight for a top five. He'll, uh, I want to credit his team. They brought Hill to the press conference. I believe he is the first non-podium rider to come to a press conference all year. No. As far as I know. No. Uh, I, I missed a couple races. Yeah, so. Hep, Hep's been bringing guys. All right. Well, yep. I was trying to qualify. I was going to say factory, but then that, oh, okay. opened up, that opens up a whole nother Pandora's but, box. But either way, yeah, yeah. FCR. I don't want to say top level because that's an insult to Hep and some of the other privateer teams that come in. And Hep's going to say we do have Suzuki support, whatever. <laughs> There's some – right. a guy at Hill and MCR's level has not come to a press conference for nope. off of podium all year. So kudos, congrats. Now, Hill told me that um, he didn't feel that the track was technical enough to help him. But here's something I've noticed about both Hill brothers throughout time. No matter how they do, they will always say, yeah, I don't feel like I rode that good. I don't think this track was the best for me. To always set up like that, you just wait. You just wait. So he's building. He thinks that this track wasn't good for him, by the way, and he'll be even better. Um, but I've heard that a million times from them. You never know. Yeah. I mean, he also said that about how many times did he say that about wait till I get on a 450, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a good ride. I just want to leave it at that. Yeah, he, he rode well. Fifth for yeah. sure. And Mookie, Mookie was third, a solid third, riding well. But yeah, Weege, fitness, fitness caught up to Mook. What's up with that? I mean, he's been pretty strong, but he hasn't been at the front. So maybe, yeah, maybe that he, intensity of like running that pace. You know what? He made no excuses after the race. He was like, I yeah. got tired. I got tired. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you know I like to hear that. So, like, I mean, I'll, yeah. you know, you just respect the guy that can say that because he did, <laughs> clearly. Right. It's that old thing where, and I know this is the, the Villeman theory, right? Like, if you run eighth all race and you move up to sixth at the end, it looks like you're in great shape, right? Right. Um, but we all know if you're running that top one, two, three pace on the first lap, uh, that's more tiring than running eighth yeah. uh, for the first half of the race. So maybe that was the difference. But he wasn't heat race Mookie. He looked steady, solid, all of that. I was. He wasn't balls out crazy, right? Like, he was just solid. So, um, mm-hmm. then got tired. Uh, Dean rode well, six. That's a, that's a season best for Dean. Good job for him. He was kind of invisible a little bit with that battle because guys were going around him, and then he was getting guys, and, you know, Mookie, and he got Mookie in AC. I think Hill and Barsha got got him. Um, so, uh, Brayton lost those couple spots at the end. Wasn't so stoked. Uh, Zach Osborne, JT, is probably in a deep, dark place right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he tried hard, though. I mean, for him to come back, he had a horrible day. Crashed so many times. And then he crashes in the main event with Anderson on the first half. He really... 
he, he drove it in there on Anderson really hard, and they both crashed together. Yeah, it was more his fault from what I saw. I, totally caught the, I caught the end of yep. it, right? Yeah, yeah, totally was. And uh, then, you know, he had to fight back, and he was trying really hard and ended up getting tickled there and got 11. So not good on paper, but, I mean, the effort was there. You got to – I guess all you can do is just keep well, trying. in practice, he sent the whoops, checkered flag. He got out – he got buck wild. He got feet off the pegs, pinned down the whoops – Got his feet back on, couldn't get the break, and launched off the finish line into the other lane, flew through the air, crumpled himself up. It's like he got up, but good God. Like It looked like a monster jam like type trajectory. You know how they just send it? There's like no plan right, at all. Right. They just launched. Yeah. That was him over that finish line jump. Yeah. Yeah. He was lucky. Man. Yeah. It's, it's not, been rough. It's, it's not going well for Osborne. I'm waiting for a Baggett ride, like a Baggett San Diego ride. Uh, but, you know, it's possible. I mean, he he's been fourth this week this year, right? I mean, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility. He's just, it just seems like when it rains, it pours right now for him. Yep. You know, health wise, crash wise, like there's nothing can go right. So, I feel like we're in a whole new era here, and we've said it a million times. You know, you had that RC Stu Chad era where it was like it didn't really matter. Those guys are going to get on the podium. The other guys could have the best race of their life or the worst, but the result was going to end up about where it's always going to end up. And now you have guys like Zacho and Baggett, for example, who you know during the week or sometimes in practice, they're able to go as fast as the other guys. It's not like, hey, I'm only seventh or eighth is the best I'll ever be. Like, I, you know that he's ridden with Webb and it's probably like, I can ride just as well as this guy. It's like everything's much more subtle and it's about racecraft and not making the mistake and managing things. Uh, it's all these it, details. Yeah, it's start cross, an FIM World Championship. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, Zach's actually gotten some good starts this year, and it still ends up being wow. crappy. Like he got. Yeah. Look at the Triple Crown race. Starts were not the problem. I'll go. Shot at St. Louis. I'll go eight yeah. eight times out of ten. It's it's start. These guys don't have the speed. He can't. He can't get a bad start and rip through the pack. You know. Um, so it's such a start dependent result most of the time. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not ever going to say starts right. aren't important, but I think that if you're AC and you're um, Osborne right now, you're probably saying to yourself, yeah, I guess it does take time to adjust this class. There's something that I'm missing that the more experienced guys seem to have where they don't mess this up. Um, and it's hard to put a finger on what it is. I guess it's maybe it's just experience. Well, next year, next year, AC is going to win Daytona. It'll be his only win all okay. year. And then, right. 01, and then and 01. Okay. Title is his. Uh, 13 in a row. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably him and Tomac will go back and forth for the first couple. Okay. And then, yeah, 13 in a row. All right. Um, Freeze got the whole shot. Freeze got the whole shot in the heat, too, right? Yeah, they're back. He, he had it. He dialed it in. He he didn't have didn't do well after that. Um, big crash in practice for him, too. Bike was burning him or something. Yeah. Um, Tell, I don't know if, how many people saw that, so just explain this scenario, either one of you guys. To he he, he went over the bars in the sand, and the bike landed on top of him in the sand, and he uh, I couldn't get out, and then nobody saw him for a while, and he was just thrashing his legs everywhere, <laughs> trying to get out, and like, it was a long time. I think the bike was time. on his face. Yeah. I think the bike was on his face. Right, right. Yeah. And if you, if you guys want to see this, go on uh, Tony Alessi's Instagram. He has the whole video on there. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, it was it was alarming. Like yeah. somebody help this guy. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, a Ray went down also in the sand there, and after the race, he just told me he was just laying there. He took his goggles off because he he said he was like dark side after dark side crash. He couldn't get his breath, 
And then he said guys were just roosting his open port of his helmet with sand, and he wishes he would have never took his goggles off. He said he was just laying there getting filled his helmet full of sand. <laughs> so I would have liked to have seen that visual. He just said, oh, dude, just three, four guys just roosting me. My whole face is buried in sand. <laughs> um, hey, Tickle, that was good. Fourth in the heat, 12th in the main. Like, he – <laughs> he misses a year and a half. He comes out, and he's so Brock Tickle. He's so Brock Tickle. Like it's, it's, it's like a time machine. Is this 2012? 2013? Like he's just the same guy. I mean, I guess peak Brock Tickle is probably eighth, not twelfth. But yeah, it's the same guy. He's just solid. Just, just there. So good for Brock. It's- it's incredible. Like we made a joke that we'll talk about earlier with the two Kyles, um, but I guess Brock's gonna Brock. That's the ultimate example ever. Yeah, two yeah. years, same. Yes, yeah, same guy. Just solid. <laughs> good start. Runs up. You know, fitness looks good. Steady speed. All of that. Yes. Just. Um, I don't know what happened to Marty. I don't even know. Was he in the race? Yeah, fourteen. I never saw him. Fourteenth. <laughs> um, AP crashed. I. Th- think uh he was around 10th he did yes yeah. he did crash. all of a sudden he yep. was way back um what else oh uh yeah so cheers and cunningham Weege, you want to make our joke yeah uh i said you're like oh they're just they're, they're, chiz is gonna chiz cunningham's gonna cunningham they're gonna be exactly the same and i said could they do 40 plus one and not have any change whatsoever would they just keep <laughs> motor motoring Yep. And then Steve said, if you started them on opposite sides of the stadium, like two start gates on opposite sides, you could just watch them go in the same exact speed on right. two sides of the track all day, and they would never gain or lose time no, on each neither, other. Nev- neither guy would win. They would just be the exact same. You could just set your watch to it, go have lunch, go to 7-Eleven, come back, and there's Chiz and Cunningham. Just continuing to do laps. It's just And no difference. No difference. So, God. Um, at least Cunningham made the main. PubMex Fantasy people, by the way. So, um, what else? Uh, Reed, think, Reed told me they figured out those uh, gremlins, he thinks, that he's had in his bike. So, that's good. Felt like he was a little bit more in the mix. But he just told me he doesn't have it, the fitness. He just doesn't have it. So, he's not riding much during the week and all that still. Um, and this is the part where we talk about how Stu and Chad broke the internet. Uh Stu was there. First race since 2016, Weege? Yeah, I think so. That's what uh, somebody told us that. I don't I don't think you can argue it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, something like that. Uh, well, wait, hold on. You were the one that told us earlier in the year, am I right, JT? That Stu... Oh, no, JT was the one. Said Stu had been at races. Well, he... I think he was at... Uh, he was at Vegas 2016, right? I know that one. The, the bet was five years, and I, I took the, the under. Oh, I see. All right. Technicality on your side. <laughs> uh, I'll take anything. Yeah. Are we underselling this? Like, look, this is the Stu Marty pot. What happened to us? Uh, I mean, yeah, I just feel like he's back. <laughs> maybe we hyped, maybe we, maybe we, we hyped it up too much, <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> and now he's just back? I don't know. I, I'm with you, Weege. I mean, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's cool that him and Chad – Hung out. I think that was cool. I posted the photo. I guarantee you it'll be one of my top nine of, of twenty twenty. People loved it, right? Even though Racer X posted it and everybody. So what do you think they talk about? 
I, I asked Chad. He didn't say much. But I, well, I, that's what I'm like. They don't really know each other, right? They don't right. have a lot to talk about. So I, I would assume it's just kind of small talk, you know? Right. I don't, they don't have any real subjects to broach. You know, they don't know. I don't think they know a ton right. about what each other's daily life is or anything. That's a great question because I guess most fans would be like, what, he didn't go, hey, remember that time I took you out in Atlanta? Like, yeah, they probably didn't. <laughs> no, no. They probably didn't go there. No. Remember that time you rode for Brooks and I rode for Brooks and then we both hate Brooks and I hated you? And you yeah, probably not bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, and you got my Yamaha deal and I was super pissed. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was good to, good to see him there. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I didn't see him physically myself. So he did Race Day Live with, with uh, Daniel in Hollywood. He popped up. I didn't know this. I didn't know he popped up on the TV show, too. Oh, he did? Before. Oh. Yeah, yeah, after he was on the, TV quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was cool. I just feel like we've started these podcasts off with Stu for absolutely no reason, and now there finally is a reason. Is this like absence makes the heart grow fonder? Is that what it is? I don't – yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's good to see him there. I don't know what else, yeah. I, can, what else I can do. Like, um, I, you know, I've been texting with him a little bit. We've been texting. So, you know. But I, I don't want to ask him to come on my. I don't want to start texting with him and be like, "Hey, can you can you do a podcast with us? Can you can you come on a pulp show?" Like I'm not gonna like whatever. Like I, you know, I'm not gonna yeah. do that. I don't think he wants to do that. If he did, he'd tell me. So, but I does he come to any more races? Oh, Daytona, Daytona, I would bet. Yeah, I think they're going. Daytona's to, closer than Tampa. I think they're. Uh, going, they're probably about. The same. I think they're trying to do something for the opening ceremonies with with him. Uh, we'll see if that happens. The announcer go probably screw it up. But yeah, I'd heard that one too, and I, I got excited because that'll be the only opening ceremonies that I work all year. So right. this could be. Yeah. I, do you think they will recreate 2011 when Stu had to ride over tough blocks to make sure he wasn't parked next to Chad? <laughs> yeah, um, that'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> come out arm uh, in arm. I think they should build yeah. a. Wall. I think they should build a wall for Stu. Have him come out and be like, one more time. <laughs> I mean, Ricky did it. We did it with Ricky for for five years. One more time. Who wants to see Stu jump the wall? <laughs> and then just clip his back tire. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh. Oh. oh, he's definitely not coming on your shows ever now. No, probably not. Um, <laughs> <To> that one. <laughs> hey, good job to the Hep guys making the main. All of them. Seven Deuce yep. Deuce riding into it, passing her line. Screw that pulp money, he says. I'm getting in the main event. He's probably going to get it either way. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um. All right. Anything else? Four fifty wise. Title no? predictions. Eli Tomac. Yeah, I've been I've been all over him and Webb, so I don't even know who I'm loyal to. If I if I pick one or the other, my who am I betraying at this point? Which pick am I betraying? Um, I just man, I I don't know. I think Eli's going to finally get it done, but I just feel like there's going to be a weekend here where it's gonna come apart because just when you've seen it every damn year every year it happens so i'm just kind of waiting for it what do you think wage yeah i mean i i picked tomac before the season anaheim one was very alarming because it was <laughs> web doing web things <laughs> yeah. and tomac doing tomac things uh but since then that was the closest i've come to wavering i'm, I'm still good i'm still good with my original pick right right okay yeah, yeah. um all right fly racing or racer x podcast presented by 
Uh, the guys at Renthal, Maxis, and Alias CBD. Uh, Alias Racer X is the code to use at aliascbd.com. Uh, Renthal Bars, of course, the Fat Bar 36 out now. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Maxis Tires. Alex Ray using a Maxis Tire to cartwheel through the sand. Uh, MXSTs uh, used in Tampa as well. I want to thank uh, the folks at Racetech, of course. Racetech Pulp 19 is the code to save. Starling and Jerry. Ben LeMay this weekend making his debut on that Chaparral Honda team, all using Racetech motors and suspension, so thanks to those guys. A-Ray's got some Racetech stuff in his bike, as does Kate Clayson as well. So Racetech.com, uh, Pulp 19 is the code to save it there. Thanks to those guys. Weed, you have a read as well. Yeah, don't forget Onyx Maps. Uh, this is really cool. I've been mentioning it the last few weeks on the show. They actually developed this stuff more for hunting. So it's like a GPS thing where you can find out where to go, and then you can also leave areas where you've gone, and then they've transferred that technology over to riding areas and tracks. So go to onyxmaps.com or just look it up in the uh, app store and uh, get the app, and then you can figure out where to ride or tell other people where you've found places to ride. That's kind of more critical uh, than ever, I feel like, uh, the – where to go riding is a lot harder than ever. There's still um, tracks out there, but this is a good way to find them. I feel like JT Weege needed a GPS to put on his gear for this full gas enduro he did. Yeah. Do you want to tell people? Were you drunk? Or I still don't get it. Like I, I don't understand. I've I've put on a shirt. Tell tell the people what he did. He put his damn jersey on backwards. <laughs> he raced <laughs> with his fly jersey on backwards, everybody. Like, so wasn't it, wasn't it like choking you out? Like around the neck? No, I actually really have to praise the uh, comfort of the fly racing gear. Uh, you can even wear it backwards, and it still feels good. This is like straight like out of the news. An- this is like straight out of the news anchor in the. Yeah, so I'm uh, waiting. The, the way the uh, sprint enduro works, you ride for like 15 minutes, and you wait like 10 minutes, and you go back out for 15 or something like that. So our good buddy Ryan Holiday from Team Green comes up, and we're chatting about a variety of subjects, and he's like, hey, I get the joke. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, that reporter that wore the fly racing pants backwards, so that's why you're wearing the jersey backwards, right? And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, your jersey's on backwards, dude. Oh, my like he was, God. He was like, giving I, me the benefit of the doubt. What is wrong with you, Wygant? <laughs> Look, man, I got a lot going on. <laughs> Getting race ready, like, I literally just uh, opened the gear bag, which I don't think I'd opened since uh, last time I rode at home, uh, which was August. Looked, and I'm like, yep, there's gear in it. We're good. Going to the track. And then he, uh, uh, JT, don't yeah. send him any gear. Don't even send him any. Well, I mean, I'm good with all that. Like, I'm like, I'm not happy about the fact that you had 2015 era gear on. That That's not great for me. But I, Well, remember I had that gear. What, what, the gear that's vented is spectacular. Uh, as I said when I raced GNTC last year, but it was 39 degrees that day, so I'm like, I can't wear this gear because it's freaking freezing. So I got to wear the actual off-road line stuff because that's a little bit uh, warmer, and yes, it was old. But why do you have it on backwards? Yeah, that one I, I don't really have an explanation for, except uh, I got there really late and I was in a huge rush. <laughs> and also my uh, <clears throat> knee, I was riding and I'm like, man, I swear I feel like a bolt is, like, digging into my leg. Like, what's up with this? And I looked, and my knee brace, that literally was the case. Like, I literally had uh, a staple that was there to hold the padding on had uh, come off. So then I spent the entire 15 minutes I had between runs, like, rebuilding a knee brace. And then apparently they were calling my name uh, because I was the only rider that had not gone out for my uh, lap. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I had a lot going on, guys. A lot going on. I I mean, I've been late and rushed and never put a jersey on backwards. (laughs) 
Like I don't see I, I don't see how that is a, how that is a a, a reason. Like I have, I've done it on accident, but it it's choking your neck. Like you sound like you have like a cat with a hairball because you're like you can't breathe. No, fly racing, man. Stuff's comfortable either way. Even the pants, as we've seen, you can wear the pants out backwards, won't even notice. It's, it's really great how you guys engineered it that way. It's amazing. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, all right, JT, uh, fake starts. Go ahead. Let's talk about fake starts. Can, can these guys just stop with that? Like, someone's going to get hurt. I mean, McElrath yeah. went down. Sexton went down. Smith went down. Cincerillo went down. Jordan Smith went down. It's just practice. Stop. Stop already. Yeah. And, 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 and these guys, when you talk about the Triple Crown duel, they tell you about all these starts. There's more starts. They're more dangerous. More starts. More starts. And okay, I buy it. So then they drop the gate for practice for people to do these starts off the grate. And I, I fully agree they should do that, right? We all think yep. that they should do that. That's a good move to, yeah. to start off the grate to you know, see how your, your electronics are and all your settings right. and everything else. But stop charging into the first turn like it's Anaheim 1. Yeah, like it, it's going to happen if this keeps going at this rate. Somebody's going to get hurt in practice on a start. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I, I really don't get it. And we, we all text each other every single time because it's just mind-blowing that these guys just send it in there and somebody's laying on the ground. Not to mention the fact that you could get hurt as we see people laying on the ground. But what about your – this is time qualifying. Like you can break your brake lever off or, you know, like – what are you? What are you doing? I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get any part of it. I'm with you. It's it's is ridiculous. it as dumb as the jersey on backwards? Is it as dumb? No. Is it dumb? It's, oh, it's not as dumb to me. Damn it! Damn it! I was hoping. <laughs> uh, well, the, I, the starts are a bad idea. The jersey is just unexplainable. Okay. I I think I have a theory as to why these dudes are trying this hard on starts that don't count. So in the press conference, Daniel Blair, who hosts it, asked Tomac. He's like, hey. It looks like you're really turning your starts around. They were good in the heat in the main. And Tomac's like, yeah, but the practice starts, man. I still got sucked up. I was really bummed. And I'm like, wait, he's really taking those practice starts to heart. Like, they really mean something. So they're literally considering it a practice start. Like, this is indicative of how my starts will be tonight. Like, they're really using it as a yardstick. So that's where we're at now. Hmm. I, I, they they got to stop. They got yeah, not worth the risk. It's not, not worth the risk. risk. You got millions yeah. of dollars at the sign on, on the line, and you know starts are dangerous. So I, I don't get it, but it's incredible to see these guys lying in the first turn. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, two fifty East kickoff. Sh- nobody's gonna shit on Shane. No one's gonna no. shit on Shane after that ride. No, that was heat race. He was so far out in heat in the heat. I, I think he's already in Dallas. He was gone, dude. And then the main event was not as, as far big of a lead, but not far off. Uh, led every lap. Qualified fastest. Won his heat. Yep. Just Shane McElrath, everybody. Get on that Star Yamaha, I think, is the key to life itself. Like, if I got a Star Yamaha, would I, you know, would I make more money? Would I be more attractive to, to, to ladies? What, Star Yamaha just did. Is this all Star Yamaha stuff? You're not getting on a Star Yamaha. I think we could we have established that. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I'm aware. <laughs> what, what do you think? All Star Yamaha? Uh, it helps. P- uh, potentially. I mean, Shane's been around a while and he's been good for a while, but this is next level. Does he run the table? No. 
<laughs> God, he was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm half kidding anyways. But, but before we get too far into this, uh, Brian Moreau, TLDKTM, comes out. He's from uh, France and his first year here, and it, it, he comes out in practice. And was it the second lap of his first practice? Yep, like halfway through the second lap. Halfway through the second lap, he crashes hard. Uh, doesn't look like he had any feeling in his legs. We're getting reports that he did. He does have some feelings from LeBig. Uh, in his legs and stuff, he had surgeries in Florida. The, you know, it's probably stabilizing the the spine, but just a heartbreak, man. Yeah, it was an ugly crash. Yeah. I mean, just horrific looking. Like I watched it live, and I wa- I really wasn't paying attention to him. It just happened to be right in front of me, and it was not good. Like the way his body was contorted when he landed, it was really scary. Yeah, same thing. I was uh, sitting next to uh, Samantha, who handles our social media, and she was like freaking out. Like, you watch enough racing, and, and she's grown up around racing. Any of us, we've seen a lot of crashes, and we've seen, we know the difference. Like, you can see a dude crash super hard, but no, he's probably going to be okay. And then there's ones like that where you're like, uh oh. Uh, so she reacted that way. And then, yeah, he wasn't moving, yeah. which is the first thing you're looking for. Like, please, let's see this dude move his legs, and it never happened. So. Yeah, it did seem like it got a little better. Like the story from the day show to like by night show time, it did sound like things were getting better. But I don't know how much better. Um, but that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, just a, a you know, yeah. You're, everyone's worst nightmare, right? The, the teams, yep. Brian's family, everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Big, big, huge uh, bummer for him. Um, so Sexton second, Martin third. Um, I think Sexton was the second best guy all day. Uh, and looked that way and, you know, was rewarded that way in the main event. After that, J-Mark got the start, uh, Marchbanks, Smith, Hampshire. I thought I thought only – those are the top six guys going in. Um, most improved, Marchbanks. Uh, did worse than I thought, Smith. And good job for Jeremy Martin for for, for podium uh, a year and a half out. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, so long, everybody. Great show. I, I have nothing to add to that. That's exactly <laughs> what I would say about those guys. So see yeah. you next week. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, JT? Yeah, I think uh, I would give Marchbanks the most improved rider of the field. Maybe, maybe Joey Crown, but you know I'm looking at factory level guys. I guess uh, he rode really well. Like he had speed. He looked confident. You know, last year, other than San Diego in the mud, I really didn't see much from him. I didn't really have much good to say. So just him flashing was a good sign. So uh, positive step for him, and then. Yeah, Jordan just starts were pretty good. He put himself in a good spot, but he really didn't kind of finish. You know, he had the one one big mistake where he went off the track, but uh, I don't know how healthy or prepared Jordan was either. Um, I could never get a really straightforward answer. Didn't seem on like he was hundred percent, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think for for Mitch, I'm guessing he would have penciled in Jordan as his title guy. For this series, um, I'm sure March Banks is like, "Hey, what about me?" Yeah, but I think from the outside, everyone is probably thinking Jordan is the the best title hope. Um, he he seemed to touch off of those guys, so I think the first round is always difficult to draw conclusions from because there's so so much you know anticipation and nerves and all that plays a role. Uh, so I'll be more interested to see at a triple crown setting and where everybody's a little bit calm down, you know, whether it's RJ or Jordan or any of those guys, how they respond next weekend. Jamar making a little bit of run at Sexton at some point, Weege. That was cool. Yeah, Sexton got him, and then Jamar kind of came back 
uh, for a little bit. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't think those guys in any other race, if they get walloped like McElrath that badly, they'd be worried or pissed or bummed. But they have the whole first round thing, uh, which you never yeah. draw too many conclusions. So I think they'll take it, whatever the order was, second or third. I think yeah. either one of them will be happy. Yep, yep. Um, so RJ Hampshire, look, we we Paul Mex, uh, he's our guy, and running a helmet sticker, fastest lap of the night, everybody, catching J Mart for third. Don't know if he would have got him. Probably run out. Of, probably would have run out of time. But was coming on, and we had a crash. But I'm okay. I'm fine. Should I be worried? Either one of you. Not after the second half of uh, each race. The heat and the main, right. it was not looking good for a while. But I think he did plenty enough. And sixth isn't even like such a horrible result that he's like his season's ruined. So, no, I think just in the nick of time, in both the heat and the main, he showed, okay, he's got it. Marchbanks zapped him, which got me a little worried. Not going to lie. Pulled away from him, even. And then uh, RJ got him back. So, I thought his fitness looked really good. And fastest lap of the night, everybody. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over. So, RJ Hampshire. Six isn't what we needed, but, you know, we'll work on those starts. We'll, we'll come back. Daytona will be a good race for us. So This uh, results thing for you, uh, is this a championship thing or is this a winning races thing? Like, where, what, what, are, what are we looking for as a sponsor? What are you looking for? Are you looking need, for the flash, the sizzle, or you want stacking points? Th- this, look, this is this is Zach Osborne 2.0. Oh, new bike, new trainer, new oh. attitude coming from the old team that Zacho had. All of that, and oh. uh, so I, I mean, Zacho won the title, so we'll accept oh. nothing less than the title. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> he was good though. I was happy with it. I, you know, he showed speed. So let's get some starts and stay away from those mistakes, RJ. I don't think he would have got J-Mart. Do either one of you think he would have got J-Mart? He was catching him. But do you think he would have got him? Mm, there might have been a little management going on there. Yeah. You know, J-Mart knows what he's doing. I'm not but, sure if he couldn't have just and, done a little and, bit more if he needed to. Right. And, and can we stop? I like J-Mart. I like J-Mart. But can we stop with the, you know, I was working at a dealership last year at this time and like... I get it. He was. It was his buddy's shop, and he, he went there, worked a little bit, took his mind off stuff. I get it. But he was making multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he signed a new deal with Honda. It's not Christian Craig quitting the sport and going to work for his father-in-law in Minnesota. I think J-Mart is trying to play that card. I'm not quite there yet for J-Mart. Like, like I get what you do. He, he did do it, but... Let's back it down, JT, on that. Yeah, I think the the more appropriate message is how severe his back injury was. You know, the the working at the dealership, while true, it wasn't out of necessity. You know, right? The, but he's but he's saying it. Right. He's saying like at this last year at this I time know. I was working at a dealership. Well, I think it's just more relaying how far he's come. Like he was pretty disassociated, oh, yeah. right? He wasn't yeah. riding. He yeah. wasn't able to do anything. Other than just you just wanted to be around the sport, and that's really all there was. Um, so yeah, I understand your point. Yeah, uh, I, you, working at a dealership with a with a with a hundreds of thousand dollars Honda contract in your back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> a little different. Well, and let's not forget yeah. they they re-signed him when yep. he was not still riding. I right. mean, he might have right. was he even back riding when they re-signed him? I don't think he was. I don't think so. So like, you know, like let's just all. Good for yeah, Jerry. I think the I think the the point of the whole story is. I mean, he went. He had a huge injury and 
at one point maybe was not going to race anymore. Right. And now he's back to, you know, being a title right. contender again. Right. So no, he, I'm not, I don't disagree with you. Right, right. Uh, Craig had nothing and was working, you know, some sort of construction job. You well, know. there are there are many racers in this sport that probably some of the guys right now have jobs during the week to be able to go racing. So confusing those two would not be fair to those guys who literally have no money, right? They, yeah. they have to go to work yeah. on Monday to be able to go racing on right. Saturday. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but easy to see, Weege. That those six guys I just named are going to be your six guys almost every week unless disaster strikes. There was a big gap to Kyle Peters. Yeah, and I don't know who else. Um, may, you know, Jimmy D was hurt. We'll talk yeah. about him in a second. I don't know who else you would expect right. um, to have been in there with them. So besides yes. Jimmy D, maybe. Yep. I, people forget Jimmy D has been podium guy in the past. I, I don't know who else you'd be like, well, how um, could you not consider? I mean, Schmoda? Yeah. Shmoda was fifth or sixth for a while. <clears throat> Went down. Yeah, he was really good. He yeah. told me that uh, I, I'm close with the guy who uh, helps out Geico with their PRs. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, so I generally do talk to their riders. Um, yeah, Shmoda said he was just a mess, tight, and mistakes in the night show. Right. Rookie. Hashtag rookie. Right. Uh, and Jimmy D was bad. Missed the second practice. Uh, crashed this week. Uh, had to get a shot. Uh, had to go to the LCQ with that. Said He said that he thought that that helped him because it loosened them up a little bit. And so if you're Jimmy D and JGR, uh, Weege, you'll take that ninth you're all day long. Dude, there was no way if you're watching Jimmy D at any point during the day that you're thinking he was going to be top ten. No, no. That, that was just, you know, kind of like Chiz being Chiz. The guys who have just been around a long time, you know, the 250 East opening round is often just a ball up, and some guys just know how to just ride good, yep. get in there, get out. Yeah. And not do any damage. That was really good damage control by him. That uh, Thurman in the LCQ really wanted to make this thing a battle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. we're in, bro. Just calm down. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Peters is going to Peters. He told me, so he's racing that Phoenix Honda team. Goose was there helping out. I don't know if you guys saw that. The legendary oh, yeah. mechanic, Goose. Um, he told me, Kyle said that he's going to miss one round of Supercross to do the Arena Cross Series. And then Jace Owen is going to just do all the supercrosses. So, what? Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Oh, well, I guess Peters has the points lead. He has the points lead, so, right? Yep. Right. Yep. yep. So, well, we were joking, but Daniel Blair was talking about this cuz he does the TV for that series. So, he said at one point he had heard uh Daniel will be listening to this right now. He's a fan of our show that if they basically were 1 2 in points, they'd be like, "Well, you could both skip the arena cross, you know, cuz it'll just keep the points where they are. They got a good gap over third. And I was like, what if one of them just pulls an end around? Like at the last second. Shows up. (laughs) Shows up in his pickup truck? Right. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, I feel like I messed up. I'm here. I'm in Denver. Right. Not uh, not in Arlington or wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But Peters rode well. Get that seventh. Um, Joey Crown. Probably surprise of the day. Out. Qualified well. Um, Then was way back in his heat. Just rode right into the top nine, no problem. And in the main event, got like a third place start. Uh, and then he just – and I kept kind of waiting. Like, okay, you get the start, good job. You know what I mean? He's a light kid. He's on, he's on a good bike or whatever. So got the start. I honestly was like, okay, well, he's probably – because he's crashed before more than a few times. So I'm like, this is – can he hang on? Can he hang on? And then at some point I look back and I'm like, dude, he's just seventh. He's just solid in seventh. Peter's got him, but uh, – 
JT, like you said, Joey Crown is, was probably the surprise of the night. That's his first ever main event, and he gets a top ten. Yeah, and you've you've seen speed from him before. I mean, the, him riding well is not a surprise, but it's almost like a comedy of errors in the past. Just crashes and literally anything that could go wrong in his qualifying efforts would go wrong. So you're almost waiting for the other shoe to drop last night too. Uh, but yeah, none of that happened. You know. Do you, Do you remember the Minneapolis? East Coast race with with Crown Absolutely. Pennington, yes, and they just were. That's shit. what I mean. It was like they, they were, were trying to not qualify. They were just shit shows <laughs> out there, all of them. <laughs> it was like the RJ the RJ Heat race. Yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? Was that eighty? What year was that? Whatever year when they oh, they got the best mean. gate big fight by, by who got last? Yeah, in the Heat or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, eighty six. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, the Rodeal Cup, you yeah, mean, where they yeah. sandbagging. Right. Yeah, that was the one where we said it looked like a highlight reel because it was like three consecutive camera cuts of dudes <laughs> crashing, but it was all in real time. Like, it wasn't and, highlights. And that was all happening. And if you were playing Pop Mix Fantasy, it was, uh, yeah, oh. it got ugly. <laughs> Crown, was Crown the one that went over the berm before the finish line jump and was just never seen again? <laughs> I yes. don't know, dude. I got him off. Yep. Okay. Sure did. Yeah, just gone. That's it. He's done. See ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> wow, I just finally saw the clip of Anderson. <laughs> no, nah, he's got to be penalized for that. Sorry. I know he gets punted off the track by Mookie, but he was, I think, maybe even behind AC and then gets back ahead of him by being off the track in the whoops. Well, he got because he got knocked off the track. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But that's when you're accelerating – Faster than a guy that's racing on the track on the side of the track. I think that's the real thing they worry about. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I yeah. was more saying going behind Brayton also maybe was a bit much. Yeah, I'm with you. He pr- he wasn't going to get passed by Brayton. No. Yeah. Um, Joey Crown though, Weege. Oh, sorry. Yes, Joey Crown. Uh, you know, I have reason to be on the Joey Crown train. Um, but I feel like you now are the leader. I listened to your interview with him after the race. Yeah. Uh, you did go mountain biking with him. I did. Yep. He came to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. He, he after uh, the straight rhythm, he came to Vegas. Yeah. Um, I have a uh, random guy who I uh, had never met before uh, at Detroit Supercross three or four years ago, and then I ended up staying at this random fan's house uh, a day later. Right. Um, because I don't want to spend money on hotels. Uh, so now I'm super buds with the guy and, uh, he is super buds with crown's dad. He's been pushing the crown thing on me for like three years and now crown has finally arrived, but here's Mathis. I think you're ahead of me on this. On the crown train. You are going to crown town, crown crown, going to crown town. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he, um, I don't know how I knew him. Well, of course, Geneva, he won Geneva. So hung out with him there. Mm -hmm. He came mountain biking after the straight rhythm up here. Uh, I had him on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know how we got to be, uh, you know, semi-friendly, but um, yeah, he's talented. He's always been talented, right? Like, yep. he was Team Green kid, so mm-hmm. probably uh, Cooper probably screwed him out of a rod. Justin Cooper. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Cooper was twelve, he screwed him out of a rod. But um, yeah, I don't know. So you know, he's always been talented, right? I, oh, you know what? That's it. I saw him in Canada a few times. He raced Canadian Nationals. So I met him up there. Anyways, um, so good job for Joey Crown. Sure, For sure the surprise of the night. 
Um, Jace Owen, okay. Josh Hill, 12th. I mean, I think I said he was a 6 to 12 guy. Kind of. Yeah, he was in a, he was in an absolute showdown with Cedric. With Subs, yeah. Last few laps. yeah. <laughs> it was like a battle to the death. And uh yeah, Hill came out on top, but don't you get the feeling that Hill was expecting more than that from himself? Well, we never saw any good qualifying times either, you know, which I said that's what would happen. I thought he would lay down a heater. Uh, never really did. Wasn't so. he in the top ten though? Like eighth? I thought he was eighth at one point. One of the qualifying sessions. Maybe um, not. I thought he was. Oh look, I, I don't remember him. Overall, he was ninth. Okay. Yeah. I I had him penciled in somewhere around seven eight, but yeah, it wasn't meant to be. I, I do think he'll get up into that seven eight though. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're Crown Peters, those guys. I think he's you, he's capable. Of well, that. there's nothing like racing, right? When you've been you've been out of it so long. Well, I can see racing in Australia, but yeah, nothing. So he should get better. Uh yep. Nick Gaines was impressive. No one's going to talk about him. No one's going to really mention him. Nick Gaines qualified eighth, speaking of uh, Hill. And then in the heat race, Nick Gaines was almost dead last and rode right, in, right into the main event. And in the, uh, in, the, in the main event, he was way back and rode up to 14th. Uh, I think he crashed at one point. Um, let me double-check the laps here. But Nick Gaines rode well. I don't know. Did you notice him, JT? Yeah, I did. Well, he crashed on the first lap of the heat race yep. and then uh, pretty resilient to get in there out of the, the heat. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's becoming somewhat of a veteran in this two fifty supercross class. Um, but yeah, he'll, he will have some top 10 finishes in this series. I, I don't have any doubt about that. I, I don't feel he's, and we, we, you and I were talking about it. I don't feel he's as sketchy as he used to be. It used to be cartwheel city with Nick Gaines. Yeah. Uh, I was saying that as we were making our picks, but then you did remind me, I believe accurately, that he has kind of turned the corner a little bit, yeah. On that, yep. yeah. So, yep. and then lo and behold, he he did in the main. So, kind of like Crown, right? Uh, like a mini Crown's like a mini version of this, like Crown from last year to this year in right. a very short time has really turned it around. But yeah, it, he's actually pretty solid. Yep. I think out was it last year outdoors also? Yeah, that he was stacking up some decent yep. and two fifty privateer is almost impossible outdoors, and he was even pretty good there. Yep. Uh, Jerry. Anybody got anything on Jerry? I didn't notice a whole lot of Jerry. He was he was all over the place. <laughs> okay. I mean, he, he did what he had to do, but man, I, every time I looked or watched him, it was it was yeah not not the smoothest night I've ever seen. Uh, I feel like um, I feel like John Short was higher than fifteenth at some point, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was like six seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Jordan Bailey seventeenth. Weed, you talk to him a little bit. Uh, just before, before uh, race, yeah. going out there and track walk, yeah. But uh, with him, you never know what's where he's just joking. You know, I said, so, you know, two seconds a lot faster at the test track as soon as he got a new bike. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, he did tell me something that um, I've never heard a rider say. I golf with James Stewart? <laughs> no. No, well, who knows? That could be Chad today. That's a good point. You know, Chad. Um, he said he's like, yeah, you know, uh, every rider says, like, the goal is to go to the 450 class, and my so- style suits the 450 better. He's like, man, I look at those 450 races, and I'm like, I don't want any part of that. You see how good, how many good guys are in there? That's, like, really hard. <laughs> well, like, good for him. He's got a point. He's not he wrong. Does. He's not wrong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to do that 450 class either if I was one of those guys. Yeah. No, that. it's like 18 former 250 Supercross champs in yeah. the field every week. Yeah. Uh, Enzo Lopes. Anybody notice anything about Enzo Lopes other than Phil is dating his sister? I believe he crashed on the first. 
What's crashed that? on the first lap. Okay. So that really ruined his, his race. What would you say, Weege? You're just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah, why not? Okay. Um, Teasdale, Weege, we always believed. Oh, boy. Yeah, I was pretty high on Teasdale. I, I've seen him ride a lot. Um, I, was, I may or may not have been at the test track watching Tickle ride a lot, um, depending on how deadlines and contracts worked. I was watching Tickle, but I wasn't allowed to be watching Tickle until the ink was dry. Meanwhile, Teasdale was out there grinding every day, and he had said, I think he, he'd raced like two Supercrosses in his whole career. But as I told him, I'm like, hey, if some random fan walked up to this track and watched Jimmy D.U. And, and Troll riding, they wouldn't be like, uh, what's up with that guy? Like, he looked good enough, so I was honestly disappointed. It didn't, he wasn't very fast, and he did make the main, but uh, oh. that was sweating. Like, you can't sweat for it any worse. Listen, you... It was amazing. And Jalik Swole, JT, you can't be a rock star Husky rider and not make the main event. This is Covington all over. I mean, he almost did. He wasn't, you know, but that's not good. No. He was third in his heat and went down, by the way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough deal, man. We've Jeremy Martin has done that. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good. So I'm not exactly sure how Teasdale was able to come out from behind him and go around him and then pass him. <laughs> in one whoop section, but uh, he got it done. And we kind of knew Swole was going to struggle in the whoops. I, I think that was a known a known deal going in, but it cost him in the worst way. Should have believed. He's my 100% lead pipe block, JT. Isaac Teasdale. He, yep. Dude. <laughs> if you have to pass a dude on the final three whoops before the finish line, you're really not down the wire. Not such and, a, uh, a lock. And, and this isn't like, uh, Oh my God, he went Mookie in the whoops to do. No, it. no, no. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it, it was like two miles an hour versus four miles. Yeah. Yeah. So good, um, good for Teasdale. So biggest surprise into the East, probably March banks. Biggest disappointment. Maybe Jordan Smith or swole. I mean, Crown Crown has to be in the conversation too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say March Banks just for the right. star factor. Yeah, I I I think this is I think this is real with Joey though. I don't think this was a long weekend thing. He's talented. He's been good, right? And then now he's figured it out. So I, I don't know. I think I don't know about another eighth. I'm not saying that, but I think he's in the main events now, right? And all of yeah, that. Yeah, I so, think so. Right. I hope so. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Look at you. Look at you. You have taken the crown on crown from me. <laughs> We're going to crown town. So my guy who's crown's guy, anytime you say something about crown, he swears that I'm telling you to do it. So you're just making it worse now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, yeah. Thank you're... you for having Mathis say those things about crown. I really appreciate you hooking up my son's or my buddy's son like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is all me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause, cause I've been known to like, yeah, people have been able to tell me what to say all the time. Right. Like, um, yeah, I had an argument with someone at uh, dinner after, I don't know, one of the races early in the year. And I said, look, uh, you can be angry at Mathis about a lot of things. You can say he's inaccurate if you want, but you cannot say that he is filtered. Like he is always telling you what Mathis is always telling you what he thinks. He is definitely not being told by anybody to say anything. No, no, yes. it's not always inaccurate. Maybe yeah, yeah, filtered. Yeah. yeah. Filtered, no. No, no. I would agree with all of that. Um, oh, we before we go on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal, Maxis, and Alias CBD. Um, 
There was a guy, a quad guy wearing his jersey in right, the pits. Well, where, where I don't we have much room to talk here because – You just put a jersey on backwards? Know, I, right. I, yeah, I had my jersey on backwards at a race last weekend. I hadn't put gear on a long time, man. I was out of practice, all right? I was out of practice. Um, but, yeah, we were done with our fly racing show there at uh, 530 or so. Come check us out. We'll do it again this weekend in Arlington, right? If you're there, come, come yep. stop by. Um, and then I'm like, oh, that's cool. Somebody over there is wearing a Walker Fowler jersey. That's GNCC quad champ. As you know, I am the voice of GNCC quads. And then I look and I'm like, oh, that's actually him wearing his own jersey. Now, I got no problem with that. I'm sure he's coming in and he's like, I'm a big enough deal. No, I got no, I, I got here. a problem with that. I have a problem but, uh, with that. That's what I'm saying. I know that some people will have a problem with this. Well, we were sitting next to Ryan Sipes in the press box. <laughs> yeah. He also did not think that this was acceptable. You can't wear your own jersey to a race. I don't know this guy. Maybe he's cool. Maybe he's a nice guy. I don't. That that's fine. I, I got no no problem with quad guys. I don't want them attacking me. I'm not saying nuke the quads at all. But you can't wear your jersey to a race, like your own jersey. It's bold. I don't believe it's ever been done. I've never seen it done. I've never seen it done, ever. Did Stu, Chad, RC, any of these guys ever do that? Or a guy from another sport. You know what I mean? Like another, like the road racing guy, Josh Heron has never shown up like wearing his leathers. Or, or whatever. Does, like, does, uh, does Rossi wear his leathers around, JT? That's what I mean. Like, right. hey, Nikki Hayden was here in the Knothole Club like five years ago. You didn't see Nikki Hayden like wearing his leathers. I've well, never saw, seen, no matter how big a name you are. I saw Aaron Judge on uh, Thursday before Tampa Supercross, and he did not have his own baseball jersey on. His jersey on. How he big not. is he, JT? He is a monster. That is a very, <laughs> very large human being. And I have never felt so small. James Harrison, big? Uh, different. Okay, yeah, because James Harrison wasn't yeah, tall, different. isn't tall, right? Yeah. But James Harrison walking around Steel City without a shirt on was yeah. perhaps the biggest human being I was ever scared of in my life. <laughs> I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, James Harrison. James Harrison came to Steel City. No shirt, no shirt on, walking around, bro. And you don't want... It was like 2011, maybe? I don't know, but you don't want anything to do with that guy. Like... No. 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 He was a big man. <laughs> All right, back to the jersey. Okay, so. Back to the jersey. I do like Walker Fowler, and I'm honestly surprised because Walker is. You said, why are you wearing your jersey? No, no, no. I, I just didn't. If you were to ask me, if I were to be quizzed, if you gave me multiple choice and said the following five riders, which would be the one who would do this? I would not pick Walker Fowler to do this. I was surprised. Which, which, Bold move. Which supercrosser would do it? Michael Lessie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred. Yeah. Yes. Eight hundred percent. Tapia. Tapia. I feel like Tapia would be also a guy that would run his jersey. <laughs> he would wear it while driving his Uber. Right. <laughs> Mike. The problem with Mike, though, the jersey has sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was at the race. I get. I never saw him, but apparently people saw him, and he had a he had a, a tank top on. He's, he just, every time I see him these days, tank top. He just, runs, he, he just runs tank. That's it. Uh, I can confirm I saw him multiple times in multiple places <laughs> on multiple days in a tank top. Yeah. So that would make the jersey thing tough. But, yeah, it was a bold move. I've never thought about that, and I've never seen anyone do it. But he wore – and Walker Fowler is the champ. So it wasn't just his jersey. It was number one. I mean – Good for him. 
I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I don't know the guy. I mean, maybe he, is he nice? Is he a nice guy? Can you pull him aside? He is, and like I'm saying, he's like a sharp guy. Like he's not like okay. it's not like I would be like, of course he did this. Can you? Of course. Can someone have an intervention with him? Yeah. It, uh, wait, yeah. wait. I got it. Wait, is he a fly racing guy? Yeah, of yes. course. They're all they're all fly racing and quad yeah. racing. Uh, yeah. Was he maybe signing or a poster shoot or something? Was he doing something like a promotional thing? He was definitely promoting. <laughs> I appreciate you giving him the benefit of the doubt like that. Okay. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's possible. But I saw, you know, it's Florida. And this time of year, almost everybody's down there in any sport training. I saw so many different people from so many different sports and races. And I'm sure you guys did, too. Um, I saw other people who could have done that and didn't do that. You can't, you can't show up at a race with your own number one jersey and just walk around. You can't. I'm sorry. It was bold. It was bold. <laughs> It was bold. Oh boy. Um maybe they maybe they maybe he thought that they were gonna let him ride press like Hanny. <laughs> Never thought of that, yeah. Yeah. At Daytona Press they do have because they have the the fly racing Daytona ATV Supercross and they actually do that. They actually do ride press. So they are there in their gear. There are probably people that are like, Why are these quad guys here yep. in their gear? But that's because they are actually riding. Yep. Well uh, uh J Bone hey, J Bone and Chris Wheeler from Suzuki are both Team Mathis when it comes to Hanny Press Day. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate it. Yep. Okay. Well, they're, they're anti-Hanny, man. They've been burned by Hanny. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, All that's why. Right. They're okay. just biased. Okay. Well-known. Those two well-known for being biased. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, final thing, Mathis. Consult with Kiefer on this wearing your jersey to the track. I'm very curious. I feel like he will have... He will have an opinion on this topic. I think you can wear your jersey to the track if you are a local racer... And you're going to tuck it in and go to St. Louis Supercross or Indy Supercross. I myself wouldn't do that, but I get it. I've seen that. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen that locally. You know, you're a an 80 rider or a novice rider. You want to wear your – I get it. But when you're a number one professional quad racer, there's no way you should do that. Well, take the quad thing out because, again, we're making this clear. We are not doing this as a nuke the quads thing. You're just saying if you're a national champ in anything. Like, anything. Let's pick trials, 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 trials. Yeah, if, I don't uh, care. Colton Haker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do not. No, Colton Haker would never do this. No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't think Walker Fowler would either. Like, Walker's a smart kid. He's a good guy. Like, it's not, again, give me multiple choice. Line up witnesses. They'd be like, which is the one that wore the jersey? I'm like, he's out. He definitely yeah. wouldn't do it. You'd be Michael Essie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. You can't. Someone's got to stop this. So if you know Walker Fowler, can you can you tell him not to do this anymore? That'd be great. A lot of the GNCC people do listen to the show. So, but right, but right about now, he's probably saying, "Dude, I can't believe you burned me." I thought he was a quad uh, professional quad racer. Uh, Moto is a GNCC guy. Yeah, he's GNCC. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. But I, I, there are people listening to this saying, "Well, of course," but he's not. Yes, he races quads in the woods. If you hung out with him, you wouldn't be like, ah, oh, quad wood guy. Like, he's cool. He's does, I, he, I'm, does he ride in the in the in the rack class or no racks? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm he's, kidding. Like, I'm joking. I'm, like, I'm yeah, joking. He's, I, he's, I, it doesn't look like he's out there slamming cores lights and then getting on his tilted quad. Like he's yeah. he's in yeah. shape, he's an athlete, he's he's cool, he's sharp. I'm I was taken aback by it. <laughs> I was taken aback. You were taken aback by your jersey as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just like that's cool. Somebody has a Walker Fowler number one jersey. And then he turned around. I'm like, oh no, oh, it's Walker Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Um, 
All right, anything else? I feel horrible for bringing this up, but I just feel like it's a discussion that has to be had. I really like Walker. I do. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. Tough, tough conversations have to happen. Okay. You know? <laughs> On podcasts for the public. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else, JT? Nope. We're on to Arlington. Remember, folks, 99 Carmichael, 2020 Adam Cincirillo. So many parallels. Burn it in your brain. Number nine, oh Kawasaki, Fox, mo- lots of hype, and crashes. Thank you. Other than the results, they're very similar. Thank you. Perfect. Um, all right. Uh, awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com, uh, Renthal, C- alias CBD, Maxis as well. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. Thanks, boys. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go by.